，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The Central Weather Bureau says it may issue a sea warning for Typhoon Hinamnor as early as Friday morning. The typhoon is currently picking up strength as it moves towards Taiwan, absorbing a tropical depression to the south. The storm currently has a radius of 250 kilometers. Let's hear from the CWB. 可能会在明天的上半天发布海上台风警报。We may issue a sea alert in the morning tomorrow. The storm could still veer west as it moves northward, and it may become bigger. We don't yet rule out the possibility that it makes landfall on Taiwan. We expect the rain to be heaviest on September 2nd and 3rd, that is Friday and Saturday. Due to the storm's periphery, there will be heavy showers in the north and east of Taiwan. Mountainous areas in the north, the north coast, and Geelong may see localized, extremely heavy showers. According to the most forecasts, the typhoon will stop in its place on Friday for about a day before moving away to the north. The CWB urges the public to take precautions, as the storm may bring gale strength wind gusts measuring 9 to 10 on the Beaufort scale. An artist with cerebral palsy has won the president's educational award. Lin Zhongyi's paintings are known for their expressive use of color and sunny spirit. Lin paints using his feet, having reduced mobility in his hands. Now the artist is studying at National Kaohsiung Normal University, and his work has attracted the attention of the president. Lin uses his foot to hold the paintbrush, creating yet another colorful work. Many of his other paintings sit nearby. He likes using warm colors. His strokes are very fine. He uses dense dots to represent lines. Speaking can be difficult, but painting is never too much for Lin Zhongyi. He showed us some of his paintings with excitement. This year, Lin is taking the Masters in Fine Art at National Kaohsiung Normal University. Lin has congenital cerebral palsy and has limited use of his hands, but he has overcome physical challenges to learn to paint with his feet. He's also studying sculpture. He can easily use this keyboard and mouse with his feet, creating a sculptural model with his digital software. Lin's optimism has led him to practice these skills to perfection. Art is how he takes care of himself. I think up other ways to improve. He's good at technical art and positive art. During classes, he makes the other students in the class more positive. He won the President's Educational Award this year with truly exceptional results. The talent of artists with disabilities will definitely go from strength to strength in the future. Lin's work has created greater awareness of the achievements of artists with disabilities, and his work brings fresh color to the minds of all his audience. Taiwan Thousand Miles Trail Association is a non-profit organization dedicated to the preservation of the natural beauty and cultural heritage of Taiwan. This year, the association will be holding the Asia Trails Conference in Taiwan. 
The conference is a global forum and walking event where Asian trail organizations and hikers from all over the world convene. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to the association to find out more. Taiwan has 268 mountain peaks towering over 3,000 meters. Taiwan Thousand Miles Trail Association was established on April 23, 2006. Its aim is to protect Taiwan's environment and culture. A Taiwan Thousand Miles Trail Association actually started in 2006. And it started as a mission to promote a biker-friendly and pedestrian-friendly round-the-island trail. We want to develop a a way to walk around the island without fighting for our access to roads. We don't need to fight with the motorbikes, we don't need to fight with the cars. And after four years of development, we have formed such a, uh, a road map. We found out there are many um, hidden historical trails that are vanished because of the development of highways. So after that, we started to promote the idea of eco-craft trails, so Zobudao. We want to maintain the trail with its original beauty. We don't want concrete and we don't want foreign elements and um, structures that appear in the mountains. We want to maintain the trails in its natural form and natural way. This year, Taiwan Thousand Miles Trail Association will be hosting the 4th Asia Trails Conference in Taiwan from December 1st to December 5th. The conference aims to inspire dialogues about trails with a series of seminars and trail activities. Local and foreign speakers from Taiwan, the U.S., Canada, Japan, South Korea, Turkey, Lebanon, Australia, Hong Kong, South Africa and Hungary will gather for discussions. Aside from forums, there will also be walking tours around Taipei and hiking tours where participants can learn more about different trails. The, the pandemic and especially during the climate change, Resilience is a very important idea for people how to, people need to know how to uh, cope with the climate change, how to deal with the environmental changes around the world, and how we can um, use, um, appropriate such ideas to maintain the trails and to have a better relationship with trails and nature. And so resilience is one of the main topics we'll, do, we'll discuss during the conference. We have three days of trail, um, trail festivals, booking festivals, and we'll invite trail lovers from around the world, from Asia countries, from Turkey, from America, from Canada, all around the world. They have the chance to walk on the trails and experience the, the natural beauty of Taiwan. Prior to the conference, the Taiwan Thousand Mile Trail Association will hold film screenings on the first Sundays of September, October and November. The screenings will be held at the new Taipei City government. We have the access to trails films festivals films. And we actually we actually screen these films um, from September to November um, on the first uh, first Sunday of every month. And we will show uh, tra uh, trail films from around the world. And also we have uh, um, acquired some amazing films in Taiwan that, that, that demonstrates the, beauty, the natural beauty of Taiwanese trails. Leading up to the fourth Asia Trails Conference, the Taiwan Thousand Mile Trail Association will also host other activities such as markets and hiking tours across Taiwan. People who are interested can visit the 2022 Asia Trails Conference official website to find out more. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Shi Bohan in Taipei. Starting September, older adults aged 65 and above, in addition to children aged 6 and under, can obtain rationed rapid test kits for free.
on top of the two sets of five test kits available for everyone with a National Health Insurance card, those eligible for free kits can get an extra box free of charge. In addition, the same age groups are advised to get fully vaccinated as soon as possible for maximum protection under the imminent surge in cases. Thursday was day one of a plan to offer rapid test kits to older adults at the pharmacy. Many people were seen picking up several boxes of tests for the older adults in their families. They say it's a precaution to take as COVID cases surge. Currently, daily confirmed cases are in the 30,000s. For the sake of older adults' protection, I've come here early in the morning to line up for free test kits. I'm here on behalf of my parents and the family's three young children. The rationing program for rapid test kits is now entering its fifth round, under which every national health insurance card is eligible for purchases of up to two boxes of five test kits for a total of 10 tests. This week, compared to last week, the number of rapid test kits claimed and distributed has increased by about 20% nationwide. Last week, compared to the previous week, the increase was about 45%. Today, it is clear that there will be an uptick in demand for test kits, so we're expecting bigger crowds in coming weeks. The pharmacist says demand for rapid test kits will gradually grow with the new infection wave driven by the BA5 Omicron subvariant. Some experts say the local COVID epidemic can expect to wane by the end of the year. Taiwan is around four months behind Japan and South Korea. Just as the pandemic is subsiding in Japan and South Korea, Taiwan is seeing a surge caused by the BA4 and BA5 subvariants. So by year's end, the BA4 and BA5 wave will be drawing to a close. Taiwan may gradually open up its borders then. Experts says Taiwan can expect to add another 5 million cases under this wave of Omicron. Health experts say that moving forward, epidemic control measures should prioritize older adults and young children who are advised to get vaccinated to be protected against the disease. UMC founder Robert Tsao on Thursday held a press conference where he proclaimed himself to be 100% Taiwanese. The tech magnate recently gave up his Singaporean citizenship to reclaim his Taiwanese one. Also at the press conference, he announced how he plans to use the first batch of funds from his 3 billion NT donation for Taiwan's defense. He says the funds will be used to train 3 million citizen fighters over three years, as well as 300,000 marksmen. Robert Tsao shows off his newly acquired Taiwanese ID. The UMC founder says he's finally renounced his Singaporean citizenship, making him once again 100% Taiwanese. With this ID in hand, I feel reassured. I am 100% a citizen of Taiwan. Resisting China's ambitions is a glorious duty that history has given the Taiwanese. So now I am back in Taiwan to fight alongside everyone in this mission. As in past media interviews, Tao is wearing a bulletproof vest. But this time, he also had a helmet at the ready. He condemned China's regime, arguing that sayings such as one family and the two sides of the strait are deceptive. The People's Republic of China is a sham. 
It's a mafia trying to pass off as a country, and somehow there are still people in Taiwan who say that we are Chinese and that Chinese people wouldn't fight other Chinese. It's ridiculous. The actual reason China doesn't dare attack us is simply because they lack the power to do so. They have made unifying the two sides of the strait a silly national cause. Of course they would have to beat us to accomplish that. It doesn't matter how close a friendship you have, or how much you repeat that the two sides of the strait are one family. It's useless. You're only lying to yourself. Cao had previously announced a donation of 3 billion NT for Taiwan's defense. He says the first part of the funds will be used on two projects with the goal of raising awareness among the public about national defense. One of the plans is to train 3 million citizen soldiers within three years to assist with the regional defense operations and work together with the army in a way that leaves no gaps in coverage. The other plan is to train at least 300,000 marksmen. At the press conference, Cao refused to answer a question from a reporter from the China-friendly CTI TV, underscoring his resolve to counter Beijing. Taiwan's minimum wage will go up by 4.56% in 2023. That's the decision reached by the committee under the Ministry of Labor. It's the seventh consecutive year in which the minimum wage has been increased. Starting January 1st, the minimum monthly wage will be 26,400 NT, up from 25,250. The minimum hourly wage will go from the current 168 NT up to 176 NT. The change will affect about 1.27 million workers. Before the decision, labor groups had urged the committee to hike the minimum monthly wage to 28,000 NT. They say they are dissatisfied with the final decision, but say that the rise is acceptable. Meanwhile, industry groups say employers will have to pay a combined 25.4 billion NT more in wages, which they say will make it even harder for companies to recover from COVID. The Labor Ministry says it will launch complementary measures to aid employers with the Ministry of Economic Affairs. A social media opinion leader on Taiwanese politics publishing under the pseudonym Ong Da Rei has revealed his true identity. He is Chen Shifen, a professor in the U.S. Recently, he has become a target of opposition parties, even being sued by several political figures. In an exclusive interview with FTV, Chen reveals why he is coming forward. I am someone open and honest. There's no problem of me hiding behind the computer screen. In an exclusive FTV interview, an opinion leader writing under the moniker Wong Da Rei on social media finally revealed his true identity. He is a Taiwanese professor in the U.S. Chen Shifen. When I started the page, I was living in the Canadian province of Ontario, so I came up with the transliteration Wong Da Rei. Writing under a pen name relieves me from some of the pressure arising from socializing. If, for example, I have a student who doesn't agree with my political views, I don't think that's ideal. So having a pseudonym is a way to separate public and private affairs. If you consider Taiwan's current political spectrum, I am a supporter of the DPP 100%. It is in line with my personal expectations for Taiwan. Chen, also known as Wong Da Rei, was raised in Jiayi. After graduating from university in Taiwan, he went on to the U.S. to pursue further studies and received a Ph.D. from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. 
He currently serves as chair professor at Western Washington University in the U.S. In recent years, he started publishing writings on social media and has gained quite a following. In the current election campaign period, he has been accused of offense against reputation by Yu Zhenhuang, whose master's thesis was allegedly plagiarized by former Xinzhu City Mayor Lin Zhijian. He's also been sued by KMT Kaohsiung mayoral candidate Ke Zhien and Taiwan People's Party Xinzhu mayoral candidate Ang Kao. Amid these lawsuits, Chen has decided to come clean once and for all. Why are you now willing to show your face and let everyone know that Wen Darei is Professor Chen Shifen? Even though I have yet to receive a subpoena or a complaint, I see on the media my accusers spreading rumors all over the place. I am coming out to make prosecutors' jobs easier. And does it affect you in any way? I suppose my wife is more affected by the news. People often say I'm being paid by Taiwan, that I'm part of the Internet Army. Some say I'm a spy for the CCP. She is most troubled by the smearing that I'm being paid, that I get five or six million a year. Whenever someone says I'm being paid, my wife would be like, where's the money? Either I've hidden it all or I'm not being paid. Speaking of Lin's plagiarism allegations, Chen had a lot to say about investigation process at National Taiwan University. NTU's investigation, whether it's the procedure or the result, I'm using strong words here, it sullies the scholar's mission of pursuing the truth. I'm not pointing fingers at NTU, I'm specifically referring to the investigation result that failed to reveal the truth. In a commitment to what he believes to be right and true, Chen will continue to critique Taiwan's politics and governance for the betterment of the country. With one day to go until registration closes, many candidates in the upcoming local elections registered their bids on Thursday. Among them were the DPP and KMT candidates for Elan Commissioner. The KMT is fielding incumbent Lin Zimiao, who was recently charged with corruption. The DPP candidate Jiang Chongyuan says if he is elected, he won't allow family to meddle in government affairs. Upon hearing that the person calling them is a reporter, the son and daughter of Ilan Commissioner Lin Zimiao walk away without comment. The mother on Thursday registered for the election for Ilan Commissioner despite being charged with corruption last week. Lin's campaign team says more than 3,000 supporters showed up at the event wearing pink vests. There were groups from all localities in the county. Lin said she would work hard on her second term as commissioner. I'll be keeping things simple, working hard and upholding integrity. Her DPP opponent Jiang Zongyuan criticized Lin, saying that his family won't interfere in government affairs if he is elected. Both candidates registered for the Elan race on Thursday morning. I assure you that nobody in my family will get involved in government affairs, and that I won't let Elan lose face because of corruption and incompetence. With me, we will be able to stand tall in pride. 
Jiang was surrounded by supporters as he registered his candidacy and accompanied by former Yilin Commissioner Chen Jinde as a sign of unity in the DPP. Over in Xinzhou City, a similar scene unfolded. Escorted by Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenchan, DPP Legislative Caucus Whip Ke Jianming, and Executive Yuan Advisor Zheng Honghui, DPP candidate Shen Huihong registered for the Xinzhou mayoral race. Shen Huihong was previously deputy mayor and helped bring eight years of prosperity to Xinzhou City. She'll be able to take on the role immediately for another eight such years. I have something to say to the candidates put forward by the KMT and the Taiwan People's Party. You were all absent at a time when Xinzhou City was developing. Not only were you absent, you didn't care. You were apathetic and you tried to obstruct this progress. Be you Lin Gen from the KMT or lawmaker Gao from the Taiwan People's Party, please apply the same standards to examine those universal values. With just under three months until the election, the KMT's George Xie on Thursday registered for Geelong's mayoral race, accompanied by former Premier Jiang Yihua. Registration closes on Friday and excitement is only growing ahead of the start of the race. Taiwan troops on Thursday shot down a Chinese civilian drone that had approached restricted areas off the coast of Jingmen. Soldiers say they had initially tried to drive the drone away with warning flares and live rounds, to no effect. The incident happened at around midday and is the latest in a string of drone incursions over the past weeks. At a ceremony on Thursday celebrating Armed Forces Day, President Tsai Ing-wen reiterated that Taiwan would take stronger countermeasures against intruding drones. Let's hear what she said. We won't instigate conflict, but that does not mean we will not respond. I have ordered the Ministry of National Defense to adopt any necessary and strong response measures so that the armed forces can have no fears in defending our nation. China is harassing our armed forces intentionally. It is a kind of cognitive warfare. A few days ago, we started firing defensive live fire rounds, and today, troops in Jimen shot down a drone. This action by our military should be celebrated. It is our duty to defend our land. Our soldiers aren't weaklings, they aren't plastic mannequins. I applaud the Ministry of National Defense. I think the soldiers that shot down the drones should be role models for the year. Their brave actions have boosted morale in our nation. The military says it is fully aware of China's gray zone tactics. In its 2022 report, the military reported that China's military is using civilian apparatus, including aircraft and vessels, to harass Taiwan and test the military's responses.